Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Pillow Talk. I'm Ashley. And I'm Travis. And I know it's not exactly to the day, but we are having two special anniversaries in this short time span. Yes, we are. A few days ago was our 18th wedding anniversary. Yeah. Is that blowing your mind? Blowing my mind. <laughs> I can't believe you put up with me for that long. Um, I can. Well, you've actually been putting up with me for about 21 years. 21 years, yeah. But married 18, so. Yay. Yay. And it's also been almost, not not quite again, but almost one year exactly to starting Dead and Married. Yeah, it's, okay, that one, that one feels like it's been a year though. <laughs> it's funny, like, ugh. I, we'll, we'll definitely go into the history of both of these things here in a bit, but uh, it's been pretty wild on both counts. So before we get off into that, why don't you lead us into our new special segment of Texas Man? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in, in my travels, I... <laughs> my travels i was i was headed to an account and i see this guy in the neighborhood that it's in i, I always have to kind of look around right because i don't go to some of the nicer places right if you pull up a crime map everywhere i go is red yeah. it's red for everything too <laughs> for murdering and robbing and identity assault. theft and assault like if you want to do it you can probably find it there and yet and i'm not supposed to worry about you when no, you go to work i'm good <laughs> I'm good. Um, yeah, so I, I turned the corner and there's a guy flogging himself with a t-shirt. <laughs> it was his t-shirt because he had taken his shirt off. So he's like monk paying penance flogging himself, like throwing it over his shoulder and fist fighting a telephone pole. <laughs> And talking to it aggressively. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but it was it was an intense conversation. Uh, it's sort of dual punishment going on there. So that was that was a thing that happened. I'm sitting at this light, and nobody had their dick out this time. But I noticed that in the median, there's a guy just dancing his ass off. He's got exactly two dance moves. I have replicated them for Ashley. They're very basic. That's the only reason I was able to do that. But he just alternates between the two and just having living his best life. Is this like a uh, full-on Crispin Glover style dance or? Uh, it, it's less involved. It's pretty spastic though. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's still very aggressive. So I asked one of the other guys about it. I was like, is this a normal thing? You've, you've traveled in that neighborhood before. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. And I was like, is this just a thing that he does? And he said, oh, yeah. I was like, he must be like a metalhead or something. He goes, oh, no, no, no. He's not a metalhead. I'm like, what? what is he listening to while he does that? He's like, I have Katy Perry and Ariana Grande. <laughs> like, And this guy could be in a mosh pit the way he dances. He's getting down. So there was that. And then I guess I have brought a little bit of Arlington home. <laughs> with me because i got to i got to see this one i i don't remember what we were doing we were going through town doing something and you and i were talking in the middle of having some kind of discussion not like you know a serious discussion but we were deep in conversation nonetheless and we came on a red light and just both for some reason perfectly glanced over at the same time on the side of the road and there was a guy having a full-on altercation with a bush well, at first I thought maybe the guy was hitchhiking or something because there was a backpack there and he had was looked like he was walking away from the street. And I thought maybe someone had given him the finger or something. He was really agitated. Yeah. And then he walks over like fist balled up and starts yelling at a bush. Yeah. I didn't know what like, the he, hell was going on. He was making eye contact with it. Yeah. Like it was clear that that's what he was talking to. Yeah. And I looked at 
at you and you looked at me and we were both like, what the fuck am I seeing? Like, is this really happening right now? Yeah. My thought was, this isn't Cooper Street. This can't be happening here. Oh my gosh. So... Have I been, have I just been blind to this type of behavior my entire life and I'm just now seeing it? I mean, I get that being an adult sucks. Maybe you just get to a point in your life where you get into arguments with bushes and flog yourself all while simultaneously dancing to Katy Perry. Oh, with your dick out too. Yeah. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, I, I see weird shit. Yeah. Um, it's entertaining sometimes. If you guys scary. if you guys happen to see behavior like this in your travels, please let us know. We need to really bring this, this behavior to the forefront in the media. Because at this point, Florida thinks they have a monopoly on <laughs> right. weird shit. And people doing weird shit. And we gotta let them know, no, there be freaks in Texas too. Yeah. Well, they probably already know that. Yeah, but they think we're <laughs> weird for a totally different reason. <laughs> So that wraps up this episode of Texas Man. Texas Man. Uh, what else have we been doing? We watched some movies. We did watch some movies. Not to be confused with, we watched a movie. <laughs> True. Um, no, you and I went out last weekend as of recording to see the new Thor. Thor Love and Thunder. Indeed we did. And, and you and I walked out with opinions. And I was kind of afraid that we were alone in our opinion, and come to find out, no, it's pretty universal. Yeah, and we'll, we'll try to do this in a non-spoilery way, but if you haven't seen it, just know that the end of Endgame, right? Uh-huh. And the trailers that show the Guardians of the Galaxy in this film is very misleading. Agree. They're in the first... Is that a... You just said you weren't doing spoilers. I said I'm not going to do a lot of spoilers. <laughs> What, three minutes of the movie? That's about all you get. Mm, probably more than that, but still, it's that, yes, it was misleading. It is, it is not the movie that we were kind of led to believe by the end of uh, the last one and the trailers. It's not what you thought, or what so, we thought. It's not what we thought we were going to get. In this house, we happen to be huge fans of Ragnarok. It's my favorite Thor movie. We love it. But for those of you out there, and I am finding out that it is quite a bit, who did not enjoy Ragnarok because of the level of humor, you're not going to enjoy Love and Thunder. It's... It's a confusing movie for me. Not not confusing as in, in content, but I guess uh, the tone. Yes. Because they shift pretty wildly between, well, really, Christian Bale and Chris Hemsworth. Christian Bale is DC Comics, right? Not Batman level, but it's very dark. It's very gritty. It's got some sensitive uh, subject matter on his side. And then you go to Chris Hemsworth, which is still kind of doing the Ragnarok thing in this film. But... You know, a lot of bright colors, a lot of comedy. But also dealing with heavy subject matter on his end too it's just not handled in the same way yeah well, there's so much comedy that i feel like the darker subject matter on his side of the story almost gets lost in there for those of you who know that particular comic storyline you know the subject matter that we're talking about and for travis and i both this was kind of a subject that hit close to home and so we're sitting there pretty bummed out <laughs> and then you have these jokes on top of it and I i'm not gonna lie some of 
them were funny. There were genuine belly laughs had. But when it's such a drastic There's shift. There's just a, such a huge contrast. It can be a little bit jarring. And yeah. so I, I think that was our problem is like, you know, I'm sitting there and, and I did. I full on cried like several times throughout the film. And then, then the next minute there's a joke. And then it kind of, you're going, I'm still crying though. And I'm not, it's just too weird. Yeah. Yeah. They shifted very rapidly between the comedy and uh, the serious topics. And I didn't, I don't know, it, it kept me sort of off balance emotionally, I think. Yeah. Like you, you're with it just long enough to start to get, I guess, get in that headspace for what's what you're seeing on screen and then all of a sudden there's a fart joke or whatever you know yeah speaking of which there was one joke that they just played out it's Ugh. like it's like when your kid does something and you laugh at it once and they think okay i need to do this 40 more times and don't get me wrong i i like taika watiti i do what we do in the shadows is great i love that movie yeah Not, the i don't know i don't know about the, the series or whatever but yeah the wilder people and yeah. what we do in the shadows the guy's got some good stuff and i like his comedy jojo rabbit was a film that perfectly blended the heavy subject matter it was in all while giving you light humor like yeah. he, he has given examples where he can blend those things pretty seamlessly i just felt like this one was this was way, not it. way too in your face now i think that if you had some actor other than christian bale it might have worked better because they would not have let hang on the comedy <laughs> part would have because they would not have pulled off the serious subject matter that in his storyline as well as he did this is going to sound terrible and i'm like I watch love, your words i love chris hemsworth as <laughs> thor christian bale was too good for this movie i think think so. Uh, I did read a comment in YouTube under a review where somebody said Christian Bale didn't get the memo that this was an MCU movie and it, that really kind of pissed me off because we have had villains throughout the MCU that have been in serious or more serious fare. Like take Killmonger in Black Panther hell even Thanos. Some pretty dark shit at times. But so I don't feel like Christian Bale is out of place for the MCU. I just felt like if you're going to have somebody at his caliber of talent in acting, the rest of the movie should have met his level. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's what I mean. The the rest of the material of the movie that didn't have him in it was not on the level that he was at. Yes. And it's and this is going to sound really shitty, but Chris Hemsworth got up there and played Thor exactly like he's always played Thor. I like Thor. Natalie Portman is a good actress, um, but I feel like all the other actresses and actresses and they gave their performance in his shitty as this sound, Christian Bale's just on a different level. He is. And, and and again, that's not, I mean, you think about Natalie Portman, you know that she can do shit like, Absolutely. like Black Swan and, and uh, same with Chris Hemsworth. He's, he can do serious. Yes, just fine. Um, I just feel like this needed to be, oh, I hate to say it, this needed to be more of a Russo Brothers level movie, you know, where you have the humor, yes, but you also have a more serious story. Because I, people are having MCU fatigue now they're having superhero fatigue and phase four has not been well received as it stands right now and that's that's very disappointing and and i i'm part of that you know i haven't been interested in all the shows i've, I've been interested in the shows that may have something to do with our direct stories but the little one-offs and films like the eternals i i just didn't care you know well, i think a lot of people didn't care about the eternals yeah and i feel bad about that i am excited for black adam <laughs> of course you are 
<laughs> but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I can smell what The Rock is cooking. But a lot of people's complaint is that the MCU plays it too safe. They're all about that. We're just going to give people laughs and put people in the seats that way. And it's like, guys, we're, we're grownups. We can handle more mature subject matter without following it with screaming goats. Yeah. So I feel like this one could have been better handled sort of in the same vein of uh, like Justice League. Because uh. you had, I'm just, I'm talking tonally because you had some jokes, but you had some really serious stuff in there and or even Endgame, right? I, I would say that Endgame maybe, maybe set the more, bar. Maybe more Endgame because mm-hmm. you did have jokes. You did have Hulk handing out tacos, but it also had some serious shit and I just feel yeah. like they should have balanced this one a little bit better. Yeah, exactly. There are, you've got your Thor Ragnarok cinematography, right? Which is, is beautiful. Bright colors and it's pretty to look at. It really is. But then you've got the gore scenes, that mm-hmm. cinematography. Woo! And I think that was just fantastic. That gave me, and, and maybe I'm I'm, I'm making a stretch here, but that gave me full-on eraser head vibes. It really did. It was beautiful to look at. And I was like, wow, whoever is responsible for the cinematography, they they brought their game, for yeah. sure. Yeah, there were there's some scenes in here, don't get me wrong, like you've got your standard MCU type of shots, but they incorporated some different stuff in this one mm-hmm. that just, it was great. Yeah, I completely agree. And the score was good. Ugh. Hey, we got, some, we got Guns N' Roses. We got four Guns N' Roses songs. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I mean, I like Guns N' Roses just fine, but it feels like kind of what you were talking about with the joke that's being told over and over and over. So when you have Ragnarok and you play Immigrant Song at the beginning, you're like, oh, that's cool. That sets the tone for what we're doing. But then you go, what, 70, 80 minutes or so without that again. And so when it has its reprise on the on the bridge, then you're back to cheering like, oh God, this is fucking cool. But when in every other scene in Love and Thunder, you have another Guns N' Roses song, you have a character named Axel, you have all the Guns N' Roses product placement throughout. It's a bit much for me. I'm not saying that they weren't heavy-handed with it, but I like Guns N' Roses. Well, I do too, and there was one scene in particular where November Rain was used to perfection, but if we had had the rest of the movie without that, then I would have felt better about that. Yeah, they did did use the the 80s metal a lot in this, but I like it. So, anyway, what else did we watch? Oh, so, Travis, for everybody who, who knows and keeps up with us, Travis gave out an assignment last Pillow Talk when we more of a suggestion. <laughs> no, you you gave out a full-on mission. And you even said minions. I, I was not aware that we had minions, but apparently we have minions. And one. <laughs> We have one. No, now. no, no, because we got we got multiple hits for this. This is true, we did. When we were talking about controversial directors, we went on at length about Cronenberg and said that there were some films that we had not gotten to see of his and Lynch as well. One of the films in question was Cronenberg's Naked Lunch. And we were both going, Oh my god, oh my god, we can't find this movie. We can't and I feel kind of embarrassed now, if I'm being honest, because I think that you might have just looked at streaming because when we handed out this assignment we had three hits within a day and the first one was Lala. I was like boom I found Naked Lunch for you and the next was Karima boom I found Naked Lunch for you and then my own sister texted me is like I found Naked Lunch so I got a little embarrassed because I was like we just went on at length about how we could not find this movie (laughs) three people found it 
But, but Lala, amazing badass that she is, she actually bought us a copy. And, and thank you for that. Yes. That's we, awesome. We love you so much. And even even Travis, and you, you got to understand this about Travis. He's hard to win over as a person. Like, he loves all six of you guys, but he's kind of hard to win over a bit. And in the last couple of weeks, I have heard Travis say, Lala's pretty awesome. And I'm like, yeah, she is. She's unbelievable. So great. So last night, we decided to give the movie a watch. We uh, got our got our junk food and sat down and wow, what the fuck did we watch? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Here's the thing. I, I like that movie. And I hate that movie at the same time. <laughs> it's, damn. I, I don't know how to describe it. It is so out there. And I get it. It's based on, what's his name? Edgar Burroughs? William Burroughs. William Burroughs. It's a Burroughs. Anyway. Um, it's, and he was published. And, his it, Yeah, it was based on a, a book of his from 1959. Yeah, I don't know. It's an old book. Yeah. But I guess the book was not well received. I think it was one of the ones that got banned from some places. A lot of places. Um, it deals with a lot of subject matter, like a lot, like drug use and homosexuality and... Drug withdrawal. Uh, yeah. Murder, grief. It's, it's a lot. It covers a lot of ground, and apparently even the movie doesn't really touch the book. Right. Heavily. I mean, it, it's based on it, and I think Burroughs was accepting of Cronenberg's interpretation of it, but deals with some really heavy subject matter. The effects in it are... Oh, my God. It's Amazing. all practical effects, obviously, because the movie was made in 91, so and not you, a lot of digital options, but I don't think they ever even considered a digital option. They just went full practical, and they did... Like, some of it, you can tell it's fake, but still disturbing, even though... Well, you, you called me out... I've, episode or two ago we were talking about the fly actually it may have been the same episode yeah you said well who did the effects for the fly and i went buh right (laughs) i have no idea so i know that now that's chris wallace chris wallace also did the effects for naked lunch and that dude man like his name needs to be up there with with special effects yeah he he did a fantastic job and it's yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what to say about it there's like just there's just some disturbing looking shit in this movie and i finished it Like, I sat through the whole movie. I would watch it again just because I don't fully understand what happened. Like, was it... Like, the first part of the movie, I feel like, is real. That's real life. That's stuff that happened. And then, at some point, the lead gets hooked on drugs. And I, you can't tell after that what's real and what's a hallucination, I don't think. And then the end is just... the Well, it's fucking the end. Like, where he cuts the movie off. He's like, all right, we're done. And roll credits. I have described a few films that we have talked about on here as fever dreams. Clearly, I didn't know what I was talking about because if ever there were a film that is in fact a fever dream, it is Naked Lunch because I had this weird thing happen last night watching it where you spend so much of the film saying, is what I'm seeing real? Am I imagining this? And I'm looking over at you and I'm even sitting there for like two seconds going, is this real life? Like, am I really sitting here watching this film right now? Because my head feels like a jumbled fucking mess. All I could think of was Bam Margera's mom on Jackass when she's like, is it real? (laughs) No, because we were talking about it and the way 
that they transition from scene to scene in this film feels very much like you're having a dream. Yeah, there were a lot of, what do you call them, smash cuts or whatever, where like he's walking down the street in New York, turns a corner, and all of a sudden he's in the Middle East yeah. somewhere. It was supposed to be North Africa. But he is having a conversation with a completely different person, like it picked up in the middle of the conversation, mm-hmm. and he's not lost. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Peter Weller's character is just continuing on, like turning a corner in New York and ending up in a totally different country in another part of the world is exactly normal. And the person he was talking to before is now a totally different person and they're talking about a different thing. And it's almost a continuous shot. Yeah. It's, I need, we need to watch it again and then cover the, it on this, the show. That's what we need oh, to do. We, we have to cover it at some point. The imagery alone is just like, there's one scene in particular toward the end of the film that I looked at you and I was like, I'm going to fucking have nightmares. And you know how I am. I'm not easy. And it's not like I was scared. I wasn't scared at all. It was just so fucking disturbing that I was like, I don't even want to look at the screen right now. Yeah, there were, there, I, I fully expected not to necessarily have nightmares about this movie, but for it to pop up somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe not a nightmare, but just something, you get those weird ass dreams where there's random shit happening. Yeah. I kind of expected that, and I'm surprised that it didn't. And there's a lot of sexual content in this movie. It just mm. doesn't involve it between two humans. <laughs> I would say not to the level of something like Crash, but... No. But no. some pretty disturbing shit. And wow, like, I everybody knows that one of my favorite films besides um, Predator is Robocop. So I'm, I'm going to go on record right now and say this is my second favorite Peter Weller film of, that I've ever seen. Like... This is what my exact reaction to this film was. This is what I wanted Crimes of the Future to be. Yeah, I would agree with that. This was what I had gone in there expecting to get. This is what Crimes of the Future should have been, just different. I, I don't know. I don't want to give away too many spoilers like while we're doing it, if we're going to do a full review. Right. But uh, yeah, this is what, when you said, I want to go watch Crimes of the Future, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, I'm going to get to see some fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. I, and you don't, really. I mean, nothing. I, it was it was boring enough that I got up and went and stood in line for 30 minutes to get popcorn in the middle of it. Yeah. And when I came back and sat down, I didn't feel like I missed anything. But this is what I wanted that movie to be. Yes. Because when you go into Cronenberg, you have this expectation of, I'm going to be disturbed. I'm probably going to be sick. I'm probably going to cringe. I'm going to be terribly confused. And yet intrigued at the same time. Like, like that car crash scenario. Like, this is fucked up what I'm seeing and yet I can't turn away. Yeah. This is one of the few movies where it's sort of abstract, but I actually, like, I want to watch it again because I want to figure out what's going on in the movie. Like, what was real? What was a dream? Really sort of nail down the story. And that might take away some of the mystery, but, you know, there's some movies that it's like they make them confusing just to be confusing. (laughs) I feel like you could find the thread in this movie, and I kind of want to. Yeah. I think I have a handle on it. I think. But Cronenberg has the story out there. He just tells it in a very abstract way where you kind you are allowed to take those pieces and put it together, you know? Yeah, so Lynch's movies are a lot it's kinda like interpretive dance or something. <laughs> I mean, he he made a movie and he has said on many occasions in interviews that he doesn't care if you figure it out. He's just like, Yeah, whatever you think it is, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm not gonna tell you what it what I made it about. It just there you go. Yeah. Congratulations. So I feel like but. there is a 
there is a very linear story here. It's just the way that it's told is very dreamlike. Yeah, Cronenberg seems to make some of his movies more like a more like a jigsaw puzzle. Like all the pieces are there, you just have to put them together. Lynch's movies is still like a jigsaw puzzle, except he took three of them and mixed all the parts together. And then whatever you get is what you get. Yeah, so speaking of Lynch, and that can kind of segue into what we're listening to this week. The other night I decided you and I had watched like a three hour long Rammstein concert just because. Oh, amazing, amazing uh, because YouTube video, Rammstein. by the way. So yeah, I, w- I went to bed and I'm like, I'm not really ready to be done with Rammstein yet. But at the same time, I can't put that on to go to sleep. So I opted for one of my favorite Lynch movies, Lost, Lost Highway, and was sitting there basically just waiting for the time when the <laughs> Rammstein scenes show up. I, I I fucking adore Lost Highway. I adore Rammstein. So they have a new album out as of, as of recording. I think it's been out for roughly about a month now, wouldn't you say? I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't know about it. And I feel bad because this is a band that I've been obsessed with since I was 14 years old. You have a tattoo. I have a tattoo. I have a whole space on my forearm dedicated to them. I am learning. I have been learning German for like the past, I don't know, four or five years just for this so I can understand these songs. But no, it was actually Aiden that came to me and was like, hey, mom, did you hear the new Rammstein yet? And I'm like, um, what? heard the first single and I'll I'll admit the first single they put out I was kind of like mm, I don't know this this is what I would have opened an album with but as we have gotten on into the the singles that have followed wow that is some good shit yeah they're the first one I had heard when it found out they had a new album was Zeit mm-hmm. yeah, that's the one I, I when you google it that's what comes up right? right and it's not a bad song oh no 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 it's still good but it's very ballady and that's not what I would have picked to release as a single. So I took to YouTube and I found the video for Angst and I don't know what to make of the video. I am... What is that? What is it? A, a confused murder boner? With I, the cheerleaders I'm, in I'm that? having a confer- like, I don't confused know murder boner right now as you talk about it. How to feel about the video, but the song is great. And if I was going to release a single, that would be a top contender from yeah. that album. And then Lugan, where he uses autotune. Uh, yeah, that was a choice. It's still pretty good. It's yeah. still a good song. Uh, still, I think, a step up as a single from Zeit, just because Zeit is not like anthems, you know, stadium, stadium concert yeah. level. Um, Hearing Till use auto-tune is interesting. It's jarring. <laughs> it, it feels strange, but still a good song. And then my personal favorite, Dicka Titten. <laughs> and it, you know, it pretty much means whatever it is you think it means. It means big tits. Yeah. <laughs> But the way they mix like your traditional German music with metal is fantastic. It's, I don't know. It's like, amazing. I, I don't know German, so I don't know what they're saying. I just know that it's awesome. <laughs> it's an amazing song. I, yeah, I have uh, been plugging them pretty hard on my Instagram this week. And I probably won't stop. And it's fine, you know, because I don't care. When I love things, I want the whole world to know about it. So <laughs> Yeah, we still have to make it through the rest of the album, though. So I did go through and listen to the rest of the album. It's it funny, you were talking about... Luga. Um, I was on my way to school, um, which is something I guess we'll bring up at some point too. Um, I was on my way to school and Luga came on and I was going, oh, this is pretty. Oh, this is really nice. I think I really like this one. And I'm going through and all of a sudden auto tune and I'm like, what? Ah, I haven't even had coffee yet. Like what the fuck is going on? (laughs) 
So, but uh, with subsequent listens, it has grown on me a little bit. So I don't mind it as much. But yeah, it's these guys. I mean, goddamn, they're my mom's age. And they still consistently put out like some of their best work, even all these years later. You know, most people, you say Rammstein, they still think Duhast. One, yes, that was their first single that got any attention over here in the States. But that's not even their first album. That's their second album. There's a, in, in a fucking amazing, and in, I would argue, you their best album that is their first one and then god damn how many more albums are there after that six or seven oh, i don't know they've been prolific yeah they're just still continuing to kick ass and what kills me is you know watching the the concert footage was they they still get down on stage and they're not old, but they're not in their 20s anymore. And they mm. still they still go for it. I'd, I'd still hit that. <laughs> I'm sure you would. But uh, yeah, and the pyro and the light show and all that stuff it just keeps getting better. It Although does. I would say it's more lights. I mean, they still have a lot of pyro in their concert, but the one we were watching was from St. Petersburg. And uh, there's a lot more light show stuff now than there used to be. Yeah. Once upon a time, they just showed up, set the stadium on fire and played music. <laughs> Uh, but now it's it's a little little more artsy, and I like it. I, I dig the new thing. I do too. I do too a lot. So I could never go to one of their concerts, though. At least not be down in the in the pit. I absolutely like, I want to get be in the pit a little bit further back. There are all kinds of amazing magical things that happen when you're there in the front. <laughs> like when he sprays bubbles out of a giant penis. Yes, I want to get cummed on so bad. <laughs> Isn't that a fake ad? Cummed on. <laughs> It is. There's a YouTube that. video. It, we, I think it was a Jacksepticeye video. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, he, uh, he'll he blow bubbles out of a giant penis barrel. Oh, it's I, big I enough don't... now he can ride it around. Yeah. <laughs> Complete with balls now, too. So it's, it's pretty fun. But uh, And then uh, they toss out stuff throughout the show. They ride on rafts during the show over yeah, they, the crowd. They crowd surf in inflatable rafts um, while Richard signs headshots and throws them out to the crowd. You know what? You just you stop with Richard. You'd kill somebody for one of those. I would literally kill somebody. And then, of course, all the being that close to all that pyro, I just, it would be amazing. So, but yeah, I guess we should stop sucking all six of their dicks now and move on. <laughs> yeah, please. Let's. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my jaw's starting to hurt a little bit here. <laughs> So on to the main event here. Um, we talked, of course, about it being our anniversary of us and anniversary of our show. Travis and I have been, we've been pretty mum about our private lives. I mean, of course, everybody knows we've been married a long time. We have three kids and you guys kind of know what we do for a living now, but we haven't been very vocal about any personal details. And I think it's time we give a little bit more. Travis is looking at me like, please don't. Don't worry, I'll, I'll leave out all the bad bits. Like, do we have to do this? <laughs> so, and I, Mr. Let's call this an anniversary gift to me. I want your input this time because I always go on ad nauseum about meeting you for the first time and what that was like. And I've never once in our 21 years gotten to hear your side of that. So I would like to hear that as my anniversary gift. We'll call it that. So you had a great ass in yoga pants. <laughs> I don't think I was wearing yoga pants yeah, back then. That were. wasn't a thing. No, they weren't yoga pants. Low-rise jeans were a thing. That was a thing. <laughs> so I uh, I first met you probably back in 96, 97, something like that, because you and I did not know each other, but we had mutual friends. And I was with my friend who was going to talk to your friend who you were with. And I got to tell you guys... Uh, 
and, and it's it's part of why I like Gromstein. I've always had a thing for the bad boys. If there's if there's leather, that's even better. <laughs> but no, um, I was going to to talk with my friend with her friend, and you were standing there behind him. I was standing behind her, and I know what I come across in this show, guys. But I'm like the most timid person you'll ever meet. I don't know how to start a conversation. I'm very awkward and timid and. The only reason I can sit here now and talk with any resemblance of confidence at all is because, let's face it, I'm sitting here talking to my husband as we record, not really you guys until it airs. So there's a difference. But I'm <laughs> rambling here because I get, I, I'm nervous. But <laughs> no, um, my friend was talking to your friend and I was standing behind her and I looked up at you just smiling, batting my lashes, doing that whole bit. And you and your horrible haircut <laughs> <laughs> leather jacket all with your arms crossed looked at me like the fuck are you <laughs> i looked at everybody like that i was an angsty teenager so I'm and just... the haircut was a football thing okay I... <laughs> and honestly till has basically the same haircut yes that's true he does. so there you go <laughs> it was cool before it was cool but, um, that's still not cool. So pan to, I don't know, two, three years later. And my sister was working for you at our local grocery store. And she would come home and she would talk about you like literally every night. Oh, because I'm awesome. My boss is so cool. He's so fun. Yes. I'm enjoying going to work. <laughs> I don't know about that. And I was like, we're talking about the same Travis, right? And she was like, yeah, he's really great. And I was just like, no, that guy's an asshole. Like, he's scary. <laughs> and I, I think it's a fair assessment that a lot of people thought you were scary in school. <laughs> well, okay. So I have, I have like multiple personalities or something. And you've seen it. So I have me when I'm me. And then I have me at work. And work me, a lot different than normal me. Because I have to be in public putting up with people. So you just kind of put that veneer on and go. <laughs> but uh, no, as as time went on, you actually became one of my really good friends. We had uh, both previously come out of long-term <laughs> slash abusive relationship. <laughs> Game and talk. Abusive relationships. And we kind of made friends through that. We learned to, at first it was bitching, you know, and we kind of, that just become, kind of became a thing. And then after a little bit, it came to kind of leaning on each other a little bit. We made our own little support system. We did. Um, and then once my mom caught wind to the fact that I was having, catching feelings for you, she was trying to facilitate a lot of that Your shit. Your mom was terrible. <laughs> she was, she was throwing you at me. She was. Like, I remember, oh man, I had this shittiest fucking car and it would break down a lot a lot it was bad <laughs> and so there was one time in particular where my mom thought it would be hilarious to call you and say can you give ashley a ride home and i did <laughs> Not not that kind of ride, but you know, <laughs> in a vehicle. Little did she know, Pantu, maybe a month or two later, you would be working on that car. Yeah. <laughs> but no. That um, car was such a piece of shit. No. You and I just, I don't even, I don't remember specifically how that transitioned. Yes. Yes, I do. The letter. The letter that I'm pretty sure you still have to this day. I think I've got it somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Because you carried it around in your wallet. I did. For 20 years. Yeah, and then I transitioned to a minimalist wallet, and I can't carry it in there. Right. But you probably couldn't even read it now, I bet. Uh, you probably can't anymore. <laughs> 
No, I was going to graduate high school and go away. Okay. Pause. So before this makes me sound like a creeper, we're only two years apart most of the yes. year. Yes, yes. I was already 18. Yes. I started this job when I was 17, but by the time Travis and I got together, I was already 18 and graduated high school, so. Yes, thank you for that. Yeah. So no, I was in it. I was going to, I was actually going to go live with my dad. My parents have been divorced since I was four and I had made plans to go live with my dad. But I wrote you this letter basically pouring out my heart and just kind of, it was a wait and see after that. I was at my mom's in the afternoon because my mom's stepdad had, were going through a divorce when I graduated. And you called me from a gas station in the little bitty ass town she lived in and you were like I'm here I'm gonna come pick you up (laughs) and so you did and we sat at that local high school's track and okay so to be clear this (laughs) town was so small there was nothing there yes they had like a school and one gas station and a post office. <laughs> and a, like a tiny grocery store. Yeah. Well, it that was it was a convenience store that just happened to sell more groceries than normal. You called and you came and picked me up. And we sat there for a long time. And I don't know that I remember a whole lot of the conversation, if I'm being honest. But what I got out of that at the end was you had told me, basically, if we say yes right now, it's for life. And I understand that some of you are hearing that and going, oh my God, like not only are you guys babies practically, but you're signing on for the rest of your life when you don't know each other. Yeah, I was not, I don't know. I felt really connected with you. That was, that sounds weird, but (laughs) um, I was not interested in dating like that. It was never my thing. People who, people who are still single and going on dates, I I feel so bad for them because dating's awful. It is. It's, it's terrible. And I was not looking for that. You know, I wanted to be married. I wanted to have a life with somebody. So yeah, tag, you're it. So yeah, here we are 21 years later. It's just, it's been a ride, friend. Yeah, we've been through some shit. We really have. Seen some things. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> no, it's pretty crazy. Three three babies, two of them are teenagers. And Ugh. here's the funny thing is that uh, that first the first time I was like, hey, you want to go? Let's go. Because I had a S10 at the time. And I don't know, I traveled a lot when I was a kid. You know, like we did the Griswold vacation type thing in the station wagon. So for me, it's like just jump in the vehicle and go was not an abnormal thing. I had a road atlas because GPS and phones were not a thing then. Right. And that was not something you'd ever done. Mm-mm. And I was like, you want to go? Let's just go. Pretty sure we listened to some Rammstein Probably. on that trip. Because <laughs> we used to do that. You're like, which direction do you want to go? Pick one. North, yeah. south, east, or west. Let's just go that way until it's time to turn around and come back. It was probably the best time of my life. Yeah, we nearly drove off in a reservoir. <laughs> On that trip, we had a flat at like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, it that was, was awesome. But it, yeah, but it, you got to see some cool shit. I did, but it it was legitimately probably the best time of my life. Kind of feels like we're almost kind of getting to relive that a little bit. Yeah, while the kids are gone. Yeah, where we're just kind of getting to be people again. I wish I'd had like a week of vacation during this time so that I could be like, which direction do you want to go? Yeah, and we'll just go. But <laughs> it was just the two of us. We didn't really have bills, so yeah, you know, we could afford to just take off. It was nice. But and you got see Carlsbad Caverns out of the deal. You've I never did. Been before. I did. Uh, that was a mistake. I mean, not going, but um, you guys have to 
understand just how fucking goth I was when we got together. Yeah, but you were a trooper. I've never <laughs> seen anyone go through a cave wearing like four inch goth heels, but you managed it and you didn't complain. And that would not be the first time I would have make that choice either. Your choices <laughs> in footwear for outdoor things used to be awful. It was the 90s, early 2000s. I was all about the platform shoe. You were. And I kept telling you, like, Nikes are a thing. And if you're going to be outside stomping around in the woods, yes, they should be. He's still having to tell me that now, only it's because I just want to wear sandals everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There, there are times when a closed toe is a good idea. <laughs> Like, um, I, I have, for the most part, I, I won't say completely, I have, for the most part, given up my goth tendencies, but um, there are certain things you just can't take from me, like yeah. leather pants and, and sandals, my band shirts. <laughs> but uh, no, we uh, we went to this other place. I'm, I'm not even sure what town it's around, but it's called Enchanted Rock. I think that's close to the Austin area. Yeah, it's down around Lano. Um, and again, same thing. I wore these huge fucking heels. You're supposed to climb this rock together. It's and a giant pink granite dome. Travis put me on his back and piggybacked me up that entire fucking rock. <laughs> you should have, no shit, you should have gone to the top of the rock and just started screaming Drago. <laughs> right. It was amazing. I've, yeah, you're amazing. Yeah, you didn't think I was going to make it. I made it. <laughs> you did. And we had no water because they had like this one lone water machine and the bottles were like $3 a bottle. And we were like, fuck that. Yeah, which was not, wouldn't, I don't know, $3 water wouldn't be a big deal now. But back then you were like, holy shit. Yeah, no, we would, we would totally be buying $3 water bottles by like the tens probably. Right. <laughs> because we're old now. <laughs> we have to have the water. Yeah. But back then we did a lot of stupid shit, made a lot of poor decisions. One of those was not the fact that we were together for three years before we actually got married. I agree. We suffered a lot of grief being told that we should not have lived together before we got married. But I will tell everybody that is probably the most important thing we did because I don't know that we would be here two decades later talking on a podcast if we hadn't spent those three years living together. Yeah, I don't know. But by the time we got married, we knew each other's bad habits. We knew what we were getting into. You knew I was crazy. Yeah. I knew you were crazy. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't buy a car without test driving at first. So we sort of <laughs> test drove each other. You bought the whole cow. <laughs> for three years. And then we decided, you know what? We'll buy this car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it if it's just right. But um, but no. And then, uh, yeah. And we cut to now because Travis has undergone a huge trans not transformation had a big life event happen um and i think we've we've kind of lightly touched on that that travis started a new job and whatnot but you have to understand that from the time he and i got together it was because we got together in the summer of 2001 and it was literally that fall like september or something when you went to the job that you would stay with for 20 years yeah ah that's yeah. a whole thing. Yeah, September 2001. Yeah. Because we had just moved into our apartment and nothing was turned on yet, right? Because I think, do we, I don't know if we were still waiting on them. Anyway, <laughs> but that was when September 11 happened. It and did. We did. The only reason we knew is because your friend came over and banged on the door. She was like, oh my God, guys, this is what happened. And we were like, is Ashton Kutcher about to punk us? Well, here's is the that thing. what's happening? Because we didn't, we didn't have cable. We didn't have so TV. So we had no idea. And we were entertaining ourselves a lot. <laughs> So when you don't have television <laughs> or anything else to do, you do and you're each just a guy other and a girl. You find some way to pass the time. <laughs> and we pretty much stayed in that position for like the first year. Well, we we switched positions. <laughs> 
should know we were we were in the middle of, of entertaining and my friend showed up beating on the door and was like oh my god it took the twin towers and we were like what and so we drove to your mom's house and watched it along with yeah. everybody else yeah but but when she was telling us that we we were giving her the same look that James Franco was given when the car battery. Seth Rogen when the car battery was dead. <laughs> Pineapple Express, like, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. We had Aiden in 2006. We had London in 2008. And then Pantu six years later, we had Isabel in 2014. And, you know, just happens when you're having kids and all that. You gotta, you gotta move up on the corporate ladder. And Travis did just that. And I had been a stay-at-home mom during this time because it was important me to be a present parent for the kids and Travis was in a position where we could afford to do that and two years ago just about to the day we moved into the house that we are living in now because Travis got a promotion and went to work for the devil yeah more or less (laughs) but I had been yeah I took promotions and took promotions and took promotions until I landed in a position that financially was fantastic but I hated my life and I was never home Mm -hmm. and this this year uh, was the first first time that I had actually been home for Aiden's birthday, probably since he was born. So I did my career change and did something totally different now. And it's pretty awesome. I'm glad you like your job. I do. No, he was the place he was working at for 20 years. He he really God, did hate miserable. it. Yeah. Because I lived there. I mean, it was dark when I left in the morning. It was dark when I got home. And there for a while, they were working seven days a week. But when you're on salary, you're, for, you're free, really. So that working 80, 100 hours a week, that was just killing me. So. Yeah, but unfortunately, something had to give, and here we are. Here we are. But I had some time <laughs> off in between uh-huh. in that transition, and you had started listening to Podmortem. No, no? Let's, let's back this way up before we start giving that shout out. So I believe you were the one who caught on to podcasts first, because I was a YouTube gal. Yeah, I, I had started listening to podcasts, and we were riding in the car one day talking about Hellraiser, and I was like, I bet there's a fucking podcast for that, and I found it. And then you were like, what is this witchcraft? And why don't I know about it? Yeah. So you started with, was it the Hellraiser podcast? I started with the Hellraiser podcast, which turned into movie movie maniacs. So those are two great guys from the UK. If if, uh, that's going to be my first suggestion is, is, or shout out rather of people who have inspired us to get on this journey. So yeah, um, look up Hellraiser podcast. If you like Hellraiser, look up uh, horror movie maniacs. If you just like horror films in general, Um, started with them and... And like I said, I'm a YouTube gal. I've been obsessed with um, horror horror channels on YouTube for, oh God, the better part of 10 to 12 years at least. Um, started with the channel called Review King and then that went over into Drum Dums and then from there that went into Dr. Wolfila. And um, so I, I had been following Dr. Wolfila's channel and I have made a lot of friends through there already. And one of my friends said, hey, I know how much you like Hellraiser. This podcast is covering it this week. Like, okay, cool. So I, there, that's where I find Podmortem. And I would honestly say this is the point where I feel like it changed our lives a little bit. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not sponsored and we're not, you know, rolling in the big downloads, but we, we wouldn't be here without them. Honestly, I, I feel like because. Well, I don't remember when it was, but we, we had been listening to them and I thought, you know what? We could do a podcast. And you were like, what? Yeah. Really? I'm like, yeah, you love horror movies. I like poking holes in horror movies. (laughs) 
that could be a thing. Yeah. And now it is. So in, in that, I became friends with Renee and JP and Travis at Podmortem. They've been extremely supportive. Um, they're they're actually my best friends now. Like these these are people that we, we are involved in each other's lives and not all content creators do that. You know, a lot of content creators are very private and for good reason. Obviously, you don't want crazies out there, but Podmortem's on a different level. Like your family to them and it's it's just been amazing. So when I first broached the idea to them, hey, Travis and I are thinking about starting a podcast. They were like, do it. Like you have all of our support. We're, we're here for it. You guys, you know, go ahead and let us know if there's anything we can do to help. And boy, howdy, have they helped so much throughout this. But that's kind of rolling that all into one there. It went from history of us to history of the podcast. But you know, when Travis and I started and you can go back, like it's literally there in our catalog episode one with Predator and I'm green as fuck. It's, it's awful. I mean, it, which blows my mind because as it stands right now, I think it's like, well, no, I think it finally got dethroned, didn't it? There for months, it was our most popular episode. Oh, it was, yeah. Predator was the, our top downloaded episode for a long time. And then Halloween Kills overtook it. Yeah. And now Pillow Talk episode four has overtaken Is it. Is that in our number one spot? No. Oh. <laughs> it's in the number two spot, but it finally took out Predator. Wow. I think that's the Spider-Man episode. It is the Spider-Man episode. That's we had Aiden on. we were on a break yeah but it's just not not like ross and rachel on a break <laughs> we were just taking a break from the podcast yeah we took christmas off yeah we did except you wouldn't let me take christmas off you were like god damn it we're gonna do pillow talk batch so. recording that's it that's the thing you hear a lot in podcasting is batch record batch record batch record yep <laughs> which we've done yeah uh we are doing now <laughs> No, it's just been, it's been insane just to think I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, we got to cover Predator first because it's my favorite movie and I sounded like an idiot, I'm sure. No. What kills me is that you were like, we got to do Predator. And I'm like, we're supposed to be horror movie thing. And you're like, well, it's kind of a horror movie. It's an action horror movie. And then every other movie, I'm like, hey, what about this one? And you're like, no. <laughs> No, it's not a horror movie. I'm like, but it's an action movie with a lot of blood and guts. And you're like, no. So, so we are going to have to branch out and start tackling some action movies. I was going to say, well, not action, but we can go ahead and make... See how she treats me? We can go ahead and make this channel announcement while we're here and we're talking about it. We have decided that we are going to branch out when we come back in the fall. So you heard it here, folks. We're coming back in August with RoboCop. I've been talking about it for months and months and months and months. So we're just going to do the action movies that you want to do. No, 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 no. What you and I discussed off mic was we are going to start including horror adjacent. Yeah. Now, I think I said it in the last Pillow Talk that after discussing it with multiple people, there are people out there that absolutely think that RoboCop qualifies as a body horror. And I happen to be in that camp. So we're going to cover it. So that's, you heard it here first. Spoiler, spoiler alert. First episode we're coming back with in the fall is RoboCop. You can't give the spoiler alert after you've talked about <laughs> the thing that you're spoiling. I can do what I want. <laughs> I'm excited because it's, like I said, any, any, depending on when you catch me, it's between Robocop and Predator as being my favorite film. So why not come back with my other favorite? I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> I see what you did there. I understood that reference. 
Yay. So who would have thought we'd be here a year later just going, oh my God, this is nuts. So we want to use this opportunity to thank some very important people who have either come in right at the beginning on crown level and have kind of made their way in over time and become such a huge part of what we do and and our biggest supporters, (laughs) I guess. And then we can answer their questions when we get done with that. So obviously we've we've already called out Podmortem. I would say they're they're number one, absolutely, is thank you, thank you, thank you, all the thank yous. And then I'm going to say Karima next. She was the first person that ever, and I had no idea she was listening to the show. We're friends in the Podmortem Discord. And she said, guys, like, I really like the show. I like your, you guys' interaction with each other. And I want to ask you, you guys, your first questions. And Travis and I were completely taken aback because we had been saying, guys, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, and just, it would be crickets for months on end. And we had no choice but to yeah, kind of. Damn, when she hauled out the questions, she brought out the big <laughs> guns first. Yeah, we kind of had to do a thing. We're fine. If we don't get a question, we're going to tackle our own topic. And they've been fine. We've, you know, obviously, like you said, Spider-Man's been one of our big draws. Um, who'd have thought in a, in a horror channel? But uh, <laughs> here we are. No, Karima was first one who wanted to know about us as people personally, which I didn't expect. So that's been great. Karima and I are really good friends. And then kind of just over time, we picked up Kent who's not, you know, you guys have heard about him so much at this point. Um, And then Carissa has been fucking amazing. Like she's another person who I'm friends with personally outside of the show. And Travis is kind of, uh, it's hard to explain. Like they're friends by association. with with him because Travis has never actually spoken to any of these people you know except through me but I think at this point well except for Carissa Travis has met Carissa in person yeah she drove down here to meet us well no not specifically to meet us specifically to meet you and I just happened to be there no not even specifically to meet me (laughs) she happens to be from the area that we're at and came down to see her family and so we made it a point to hey let's let's meet up and that was amazing she brought me really terrific gift that's in our studio now and uh, yeah now we just text each other like what are you doing Which is so weird, but I love it at the same time. And then, of course, you know, Travis and I are eternally grateful to Allison, who we've also brought up on the show many times, who has made it a point to share the show and pass our show on to others, um, has given us some great write-ups. Wow, it's, it's yeah. And then in recent months, I've, I've got like two more best friends to add to my roster, and who doesn't want all the best friends? So Lala, Megan, oh my gosh, like legit besties now. Like it, I, these are people I talk to every single day. I love you guys. I love all of you so much. Yeah. Everybody's been fantastic. You guys are great. We're super lucky to have all of you as fans and friends. (laughs) As fans, you send all. (laughs) Yeah. My fans, my fans. (laughs) Well, maybe. So I guess that can lead into our our questions that we've got this month. All right, let's do it. So <laughs> before before I get into it, because our uh, our new new question is from a person that I re- uh, recently spoke to. So we had a we had a little bit of a joke off mic before we got started looking at the questions. And throughout the show, we've had a running gag about our four listeners, and I was informed that we are up to six because we picked up. <laughs> A new question. Travis was saying, so who's assigned to these numbers? (laughs) 
So I just wanted to uh, tell uh, John Paul from Podmortem, you are our number one. You are our Vecna. <laughs> Which would explain the giant crack in our front yard right now, too. Oh, my God. It's so dry here. It looks like we had a fucking earthquake in our front yard. It does. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm worried that when Isabel comes home, she's going to fall in there. <laughs> Like, I fully expect to just walk out the door here in a little bit and see Eddie Munson playing shredding guitar in our front yard yeah. while bats attack him. So um, I got I got messaged, I guess, a couple of weeks ago from somebody, I'm not going to give his name, somebody called Groovy Movie on Instagram. And he, and he just sent us me, sent us me, he just sent me this question out of nowhere and comment. And I asked him if I could have permission to read it on mic. And he said, absolutely. So I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> Groovy Movie says, Hello, just thought I would let you and the family know that you have more than four fans. Love the podcast big time. The family banter is awesome. Travis reminds me of a, of a genuine Nick Offerman. I live in Canada and our biggest mobile provider crashed today and I literally re-listened to four of your podcasts today and it was a total lifesaver to get through work. Thanks a bunch. Right. Thank you for that. <laughs> Both for Nick Offerman and all of it. <laughs> I, I just laughed my whole ass off because I was like, I didn't know someone saw into your soul on the same level as I am. When you looked in there, did you see bacon? <laughs> That's how I picture it. Bacon in a mustard mustache or beard. It's it's bacon with a beard and a mustache. <laughs> so he also had two questions for us. He says, Do you have horror on physical media or do you mainly stream? Also, do you like the Romero's zombie trilogy? So which do you want to tackle first? Let's do the first one first. Okay. Do you want to answer? You go first. Oh my gosh. I feel like I've been talking this <laughs> entire episode. Well, you know, a little bit. People <laughs> people want to hear you. You're the one with the good voice. I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> So, there was a time when we had an extensive DVD collection. We've still got we a still big do. DVD collection. Um, we had a fairly... Well, it was bigger. I know we got rid of some movies years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that we just didn't really watch anymore. Um, we used to have quite a few VHS. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now that you... Well, I mean, you can still buy a VCR, but they're ridiculously expensive. You, you were the one with the VHS. And you I came did. into this relationship with VHS and jorts, and I got rid of both. Yes, you did. I'm sorry about the VHS, though. That makes me sad. It should. To be fair, though, none of them were horror, so it's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think since then we don't we we stream mostly and digital downloads stuff like that. We don't do a lot of physical media anymore. Um, my only concern with that is if, if Voodoo ever goes bankrupt, our shit is gone, yo. Like <laughs> it is gone. Yeah. So I don't know. I have I like physical media. I like having a thing that you can hold in your hand. It's just that where we live, like now that there's there's no Hastings, there's no Blockbuster. All that shit went away, and the options that we have available to us locally not great for picking out movies no. so i feel like we would either have we'd have to mail order it if we were doing digital and let's be honest we are goddamn impatient when it comes to <laughs> movies it's like when we want to watch a movie we want to watch it right now and streaming just makes it easy to do that although i gotta say i do kind of miss going to blockbuster and rent a movie or suncoast well they didn't rent movies they no rent, we but yeah we suncoast was fantastic because yeah. they had shit from everywhere they had stuff that was they had special editions like rare. That, yeah you couldn't find some of these things we have multiple editions of Army of Darkness because yes. of that. It was the only place you could buy any kind of Dragon Ball at yeah. the time, too. Yeah, we had... Uh 
We've had we've had several editions of the Army of Darkness because yes, I I am a sucker. Like even now, even now, um, I love Scream Factory stuff. I love Criterion Collection stuff. I'm really big on on those. So I still will, but it has to be a special movie though. It has to mean something to me. But there's those times when you know the internet does go out. It happens. I still like to have that physical media to fall back on. There's a lot of things I own digitally and. Physically. Physically. <laughs> yes. It would probably make Travis cringe if he knew how many doubles I have just because I want both options. Like when I don't want to fool with messing with the DVD, I can stream. And then if we lose internet, then I have the DVD to fall back on. Yeah, and we've still got a, a large enough DVD collection to keep us going for days. Yes. In the event that there was ever a massive outage. Yeah. Like weeks worth of movies. Weeks and weeks worth of movies. Yes. We should probably be embarrassed a little bit. <laughs> I remember we used to do this thing where it'd be like, we would kind of get stagnant on what we were watching. So it's like, let's start all the way in the beginning with like number first movie and work our way down. I don't know that we've ever made it to the end. We haven't. We haven't. <laughs> but you keep everything alphabetized. I do. So I know we've done it before. We're like, well, let's just start with A. And yeah, we've never made it to the end. No. <laughs> you do get an interesting mix of movies though when you do that. Yeah. I mean, they all begin with A, but you could have action and then horror and then something else. No, that's pretty much all we got. Action, horror, and sci-fi. I love the Scream Factory editions so much because sometimes they'll take a movie that has not gotten a release at all or gotten a very shitty home video release. Um, one of the ones that I bought that I was so excited about was their edition of Tales from the Hood because before I just had a creepy, creepy, crappy... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can still say creepy. I had a crappy DVD that I think I probably got from the $5 bin at Walmart. There's just not content out there for that film and it was really disappointing so when they had their own edition of it come out that had special features documentaries production stills I was like oh my god and so I absolutely love getting that when Lala told us that she was sending us naked lunch um I didn't know what to expect but holy shit we got the fucking criterion edition of that which had all of this shit with it too and I'm like oh man so so I still I still love physical media as, as much as I can it's just it's unfortunate that we live in a time where that physical media is disappearing. There's There's been a big obsession with people collecting VHS recently. And I'm not going to lie, I kind of want to get in on that. You know, I, I understand at this point they're not going to be anything but props, even though there are people out there that find an old TV and a VCR and they, they do that. They have a whole like 80s, 90s setup. And I think that's great. I I would love to do that just to relive. Some horror movies are just better in that setting, the grainy footage. and Yeah, we've talked about that before because there are some horror movies out there where when it came out, like, like the effects, they're like, why did they really kill people? But when you watch like, and it's been remastered and it's in HD and then you can see the wires and... And it just doesn't, it's going to sound crazy, just doesn't look as good. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there's something about watching one on an old VHS tape that almost makes it scarier because since the resolution's lower, it's hard to tell, like, was it real? Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it looks, it, in HD, you can tell how fake it is. Mm -hmm. On VHS, you couldn't. Right. So, I guess that's the thing. It sounds weird to say that it's more realistic at a lower resolution. Yeah. But. So, you could watch something like Evil Dead and you feel like, am, am I really? really watching <laughs> yeah well i don't know about that one but yeah yeah there were some of them on vhs that it's, it's a legit horror movie but with the resolution the way it was i mean it almost looked like a snuff film you watch it in hd and you're like ah no 
<laughs> right. Oh, I can see the toothpicks holding the head on. <laughs> right. So we do both. We're, we're both. We do both in this house. Yeah. And as for the Romero movies, eh, I'm sort of ambivalent about them. I like the first one. Uh, I like I like the first Romero movie. But after that, oh, the one in the mall is pretty good. I don't even know their names. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Um, and then there's the one where they're in like the military installation and Frankenstein gets the top of his head cut off. No, that's, that's still Dawn of the Dead. Is it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> then I don't know what the last one is. It, you're right. It's the military bunker. It's just that the helicopter kill is Dawn of, in Dawn of the Dead. Which one is that? That's the mall. Okay. I think you are sadly probably more familiar with the Zack Snyder version. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> But no, the first one's still a good movie, though. I, I, I like the old black and white one. It was good. Uh, and the second one, I do enjoy that one. Uh, even the, the original, not the, what would you say, Zack Snyder version or whatever. Yeah, oh, don't act like you don't know. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I can watch some zombies. I don't know the last one. I haven't seen, you don't watch the last one enough for me to be familiar with it. All I know is that it takes place in a military bunker, right? And they've got, they get loose and bite people or something. <laughs> Am I confusing movies again here? I just don't. So I will admit that uh, Day of the Dead is more of a me and Aiden thing. If I'm going to watch that, usually Aiden watches it with me. Um, I love the, well, I mean, obviously Romero went on to do Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, Survival of the Dead. So he kept going, obviously. But that first original trilogy, I love so much. Um, Hopefully it's something that we get to cover at some point. Obviously everybody knows how easily accessible Night of the Living Dead is with it being public domain. Um, but Day of the Dead, or I can't, I can't remember if it's Dawn of the Dead or Day of the Dead. One of them, you can't find it anymore. The DVDs and Blu-rays are so expensive now. It just so happens I was able to snag one of those before they went off into obscurity. So yay, thank goodness. <laughs> Hooray, physical media. <laughs> Um, extremely hard to find, but I, um, like, I think you can, I mean, I'm not promoting this type of behavior, but I think you can find Dawn of the Dead on YouTube if you look for it. Um, but no, the original, obviously such an important film, even if it's not the way Romero intended his casting choices to be it still as a result ended up being a very important movie socially um dawn of the dead i I would say it homes some of the most iconic shots from that film um some of the most iconic lines and then i don't know it's still it's still one that i think is scary like maybe i'm alone in that but there are certain scenes that i legitimately still find terrifying um day of the dead though i gotta be honest i think it's my favorite of the three honestly um that had to happen on subsequent rewatches because the first time I saw it I was sort of disappointed because I had heard that it was x-rated and had some of the most disgusting shit you would ever see in a zombie film it was so graphic people were very upset and so I thought well this is for me and I watched it and 80% of that 85 is just spent with people arguing in an army bunker but going back and rewatching it it grew on me over time and I started to pick up all the social stuff and that climax holy shit is some of the most gruesome shit I've ever seen in a zombie film and maybe maybe it's been outdone now by things like The Walking Dead and whatnot but it starts with that fucking eyelid tear on that one guy and I remember sitting and watching that with Aiden and Aiden was like oh my god oh my god oh my god because he was considerably younger at this point um I remember him 
just turning and he couldn't watch. Like it was, it was too much for him. I think now he's better about it, but there are still certain kills that he can't watch. It's, it's an amazing film and uh, yeah, it's, it's probably my favorite of three for sure. I'm, I'm happy to see it get shouted out and stuff like Stranger Things and all of that. It's, it's terrific and deserves everything. So yes, I love it. I love it. I rambled way too long, but I I love that series so much. And Travis is looking at me like, this sounds like something I'm not familiar with. So yeah. maybe you the need to watch it. The more you talk about it, the more I'm thinking, I haven't seen that whole movie. I think that's probably one of those where I walked in, you were watching it, and I went, mm-hmm. And I wandered off somewhere else. You, I think you maybe should Maybe I need it. to watch that one. Yeah. Aren't they trying to but... train the zombies in that one? <laughs> yes. See, I think I've seen it. You had to have, but you obviously don't remember it very no, well. No, I don't. So, nah, son, no. Nah. <laughs> so, moving on to Karima, who always gives us the best questions, and we love you so much. She has four questions for us this time, so by far the most she has ever sent. Oh. <laughs> Do I need to be afraid of these questions? No, you do not have to be afraid of these questions. (laughs) First, she asks, what's something you want to learn or wish you were better at? Mm, I'd like to get better at carpentry. That was something I enjoy doing and I was learning a lot of it. And then our situation changed where I don't have access to a shop right now, but I feel like I was getting pretty good at building furniture and... There, there are a lot of skills and techniques in there that uh, would be nice to master. I think you're pretty good at it. Yeah. I mean, we're only sitting here recording at a table that you built, so. Yeah, yeah. I was getting better. Yeah, I just, there's so much to learn there. And it just seems like it's a thing. Like, uh, it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe people look down on it a little bit. When you start really getting into it, like using your hand planes and chisels and stuff like that, it's it's very detailed and delicate work, or it can be. And I would like to like to learn all that stuff. Okay. So for me. I have already brought it up uh, at the beginning of the episode, but I'm I'm back to taking German lessons, and I want to be able to get to a point where I can listen to a song or watch a film, and it's like listening to my own language. Like, imagine being able to see Matrix Code and you understand all of that. That's how I want to get with German. So So you want to be like native speaker level. Yes, I would love to. I haven't tracked it down the way my aunt has, but on my granny's side of the family, her dad, there's German in there. Now I haven't, if if it's strictly on my granny's side, then I am uh, part Native American and Spanish. But on her dad's side, there's German in there and I don't know the specifics, but I would absolutely love to be able to just speak it and understand understand it, sing it, everything, because it's so angry and I love it. I want to be able to go to a Rammstein show and sing all the songs as they're happening. How's that? <laughs> so question number two, what would you name your boat if you had one? Quince Revenge. That's easy. <laughs> Quince Revenge. I'm gonna I'm gonna be on the same level with you here and I'm naming mine Orca. The Orca. Yeah. Yeah. I think ships are supposed to have women's names. I don't or care. Something like that. <laughs> but Nah, and mine would I would want like a what do they call that? Not, not a mast, but on the on the front, you know, where sometimes they have a mermaid or something like that on the bow. I I would just need a Spanish lady <laughs> on the front of my boat. Yeah. So yep. we we both went Jaws. That was uh that was pretty easy. <laughs> 
Number three, would you rather be stuck in a fast-moving zombie, 28 Days Later, World War Z-style movie, or a sickness that makes people crazy, i.e. the sadness, mayhem? So, yeah. yeah, I think we're going to agree on this one. (laughs) I think we are too. I got to go with 28 Days Later, just because at least they're zombies and they're not like thinking. The sadness, they're still people. They they talk to you while they fuck you and eat you at the same time. (laughs) It's so much scarier. At least the ones in 28 Days Later just want to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, the, the sadness and uh, what was the other one? Mayhem. Uh, mayhem. Yeah, no. I don't want I, I don't want my zombies to be aware and speaking. That's right. creepy. At that point, you're just fighting people. And people are terrifying. Yeah. People are fucking scary, man. So originally, I was conflicted with this one because I was thinking, well, especially in the case of a film like Mayhem, you could still arguably reason with these people people i guess was my thought at at no point in in either of those movies the sadness or mayhem did anyone successfully reason with them not the sadness but mayhem yeah they they kind of still could you could still argue with these people and yeah at the end of the day they were going to do whatever their id made them do anyway but i don't know that that was that was my reasoning but after having talked with you about it i'm going to also go the 28 days later route because if you have somebody who's infected that knows you and they're still self-aware there's just something fucking creepy about that it, about having their innermost desires brought out you know what i mean it's kind of like in pet cemetery when the demon takes on the form of someone you know or love and they know your memories they know your history and they use that to psychologically fuck with you first i'm with you i'd rather just be able to put a zombie down and move on yeah now i know that uh, the world war z zombies were part of that first question if it's world war z zombies you're just gonna die like they're too fast but at least you'd die quick i guess yeah So, our final question. There was some hot debate over this one. I feel like we talked about this one more than we did any other question. Did we? Yes. And that is werewolves or vampires? Um, I'm going werewolves. Like, are we talking about you're going to be a werewolf? Werewolves really exist? I think it's what do you prefer? Just which one do you like better? Yeah. Werewolves. Because vampires are always dicks in the movies. (laughs) They are. Like, the werewolf is like the everyman's movie monster. Okay. They wear flannel. They're bearded. <laughs> they like it outdoors. They're hairy. They can still go to the beach. They're hairy. I might be a werewolf. I wouldn't argue with that. But vampires? Yeah, they're just bougie assholes. Okay. Well, consider me to be a bougie asshole because no, I went... you're not a vampire. Because I went vampire. I feel... So you're Team Edward, are you? <laughs> I was going to say, I was about to bring that up. I said, okay, what this question basically boils down to is, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob? <laughs> And you were like, I think I prefer Jacob. <laughs> so let's be honest, they were both whiny bitches, and <laughs> both of them were like those two. Those two guys should have just got together and left her ass there. Right? That's the movie I want to like, see. I'm done with this <laughs> lady and all of her drama. Let's just go be bros. <laughs> oh, we could go that route. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but you'd be okay with that. I'm kidding. I'm Not kidding. Not that kind of bros. I'm kidding. While I am a, um, I am a proud supporter of Robert Pattinson, not so much with Taylor Lautner, so, but. Okay, this movie's not about <laughs> Taylor Lautner's acting ability, <laughs> and that's a good thing that it's not. He doesn't have any, but 
I don't know. I just I like the whole like the it, the werewolf story. I guess mm-hmm. you know because it's a curse and it gets passed. I I would say of the two, I feel like the werewolves are more tragic. They're a lot sure. more sympathetic than yeah. a vampire. Yeah, I, I would mean, say it so. Depends on which Dracula movie you've watched. Um, but in just about every story, like if nothing else, you can feel bad for the werewolf. I, I would say definitely in the case of the uni- Universal monster werewolf um, or the Wolfman, definitely. I I think that it's incredibly tragic. Who was that? Was that Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney Jr. Did he have a lover? (laughs) Go back and love him. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, Johnny Knoxville. Anyway. (laughs) Anyway. But at the end of the day, I just think that vampires are cooler. I think they're more badass. They're sexy. And if I'm thinking about something like American Werewolf in London, for instance, that transformation scene, that looks like the most painful shit anybody could go through. And I've had babies, so I'm not about that life. So we're not, yeah, we're not talking about the transformation process, though. Like, if you had to pick which one do I want to be, I think I'd have to pick vampire because it's way too tough being a werewolf, right? Uh Uh-huh. But I still like them better. But yeah, if you're you're thinking like the howling, um, American werewolf in Paris, American werewolf. Why would you bring up Paris? That is such a shitty movie. American werewolf in London. I'm just thinking, (laughs) I'm naming my werewolf movies. Yeah, the transformations look so bad in those. Yeah. Like, it would hurt so much. And Even Michael Jackson looked like he was having a hard time. jump into the twilight, they just poof, I'm a wolf now. Yeah. So, yeah. If you could just poof into a werewolf, though, you would. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, would. I can think of the first place you'd go to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, no, I don't know. I'm I'm one of those girls that I started reading Anne Rice as a young adult, and I've pretty much been infatuated with vampires ever since. I know, I know, it's totally cliche, teenage girl who reads Anne Rice. But those characters were sexy, and then I just continued to move on, and then obviously you have stuff like Queen of the Damned that came out, and you had the sexy rock star vampire, and that did not help at all. Are you giving me eyebrows about are you saying you're a Lestat girl too? No. <laughs> Aaliyah. That's true. That's true. She was she mm-hmm. was pretty hot too. But no, and then you think about characters like Blade and I I, I don't want to throw True Blood in there, even okay. though Okay, alright, if we're talking about vampires and werewolves, the guy that was like the main werewolf there. You know what I'm talking about? Joe Mangi Yeah Manganello. If, if it's him or Skarsgard. Oof. It's going to be Skarsgård. Sorry. Yeah. That's, to me, that's like, I don't know, maybe somebody out there is going to say Brad Pitt as Louie. No, no, But no, no. to me, Alexander Skarsgård is the epitome of the sexy vampire. Listen, I, I like women, <laughs> but that is a beautiful man. Hard. <laughs> <laughs> he just, that, that guy won the fucking genetic lottery or something. Yeah. Lucky bastard. <laughs> No, I just, I think, I think they're cooler. Honestly, I really do. They're sexy. They're powerful. The idea of living forever is not really attractive to me. I think that would be awful. A burden. Yes. More than anything. In terms of the monsters themselves, vampires and your werewolves. This is never going to work out. (laughs) No, we've been opposites for 21 years. I think we're making it work. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) 
So one more thing before we wrap up. We did say, I believe it was in the Jason Takes Manhattan episode, that we were going to call out a certain YouTube content creator. And so Gory Bits, we're calling you out. We have watched your channel. We love it. Guys, if you've not gone over and looked up Gory Bits on YouTube, he's part of, officially now part of the Fangoria community. So congratulations to him. Yeah. It's a big fucking deal. But going through your best videos, your best of, is one of my favorite things that you do. And it occurred to me and Travis, while you have some best of Jason videos, we would like to call you out and make our own request. We want to know what your ranking of the Friday the 13th series is. Yeah, we had to go through this pain. We would like <laughs> to share it with you. <laughs> I can't promise that Travis won't be separating M&Ms by color while he is watching gonna your video or I'm gonna saying do it on purpose <laughs> or saying, "Oh yeah, I remember that movie. Donald Glover was in it." That's right. So yes, um, we would like to formally invite you to do your own ranking of the Friday the 13th series. We cannot wait. And thank you once again to Karima and Groovy Movie for submitting your questions. They're so much fun. We, we love getting them. They make the show great. Yeah, it really does. But you know who's never <laughs> sent us a question, I don't think? Your sister. My sister. And I th maybe it's because she doesn't listen to the show. I mean, that's possible. Because <laughs> you know, looking, kick your ass. looking at our stats, we've only had five listens in Mississippi. She's going to kick your ass. She's going to have to drive to Texas to do it. <laughs> Which they don't do either. Anyway. <laughs> Oh, too much. Oh, my. Let me tell you guys something about my sister. She's pretty fucking wonderful. And if she only gets five listens in a month, that's fine. Because the woman is out there saving lives as an EMT. She's out there beating people's asses and breaking shit with her bare hands or legs because she is a black belt a few times over, I think, maybe only a couple. She, her and my brother-in-law are fucking ESPM. They're teaching little children how to break shit and hurt each other. And Well, they just got back from the U.S. Open in Florida, yeah. so... Yeah. And he broke his arm. He did break his arm. Yeah, brother-in-law broke his arm. Uh, I don't I don't know if he broke the record or maybe, well, he set the record. So, because he's the current, I think, record holder in his division or whatever. So, but yeah, they make you feel bad about yourself. They do. He's, she's an EMT and he's a firefighter. Yeah. So, yeah, they show up and you're like, yeah, we're not as good as you. Yeah. And then, like I said, they teach little kids after that. How to break things with their heads. Yeah. And then she'll still drive a town over to do Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Like, she just makes me look all kinds of bad no not to mention she's gorgeous i love you my sister let's start listening to the show seriously <laughs> no um i meant like last month to give a huge huge shout out to the state of new york because they were our front runner in the most downloads for the month of june and that was amazing yep um i mean we kind of knew going into this that texas would be but they're not would be our thing and they were for a long time for a long time but they I'm, were yeah but now it's michigan that's crazy by a big margin yeah this has been our biggest download month yet yeah and i'm kind of
kind of in disbelief right now. Yeah, pretty crazy. You kind of go into this when you release an episode and you know that you're going to get a certain amount of downloads and you kind of make peace with that over time. But we've been on an incline yeah. here lately. Well, that's because we were going through the Friday movies and we're, we're, we record and then we're like, yeah, we're not going to get very much on this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody cares about this movie. We didn't care about this movie. <laughs> But it's been surprising. Yeah, it's it's really great. And to see them even come from all over the world, that still blows my mind, too. I, wow, that's, I, oof, I don't know. It's pretty crazy, it's right? bizarre. And then, yeah, you know, for all the shit that we poked fun at in Canada with in our earlier episodes. Like, no, they're awesome. Canada's pretty fucking great to so, us, too. But yeah, so that's a thank you to everyone who listens to the show. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I guess going into channel announcements, other than giving away the first title for the new season, um, this summer we made the decision that yes, we are going on break. We are. Because we're... I, I'm going to school right now, for one. I'm in the middle of training to be a phlebotomist and EKG G technician, which, whoa, oh my gosh, is wild. It's, uh, it's a lot. I'm learning to do things that I didn't think I would ever be learning to do. And some days I'm great at it. Some days I'm not so great at it, but it's a learning, learning process. And when this episode goes to air, I will be right in the middle of, what do you, what would you call that? My term? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's funny that you, who loves horror movies, has picked a profession that stabs people. Yes, yes. I deal with blood. feel very much like Dexter some So you're days. just going like, to go in there with your little kit and sit down and haul out all your tools and get them all <laughs> prepped and do the alcohol swab and then look them dead in the eye and go, feel free to scream. No. You'll terrify those people. <laughs> I'm not going to kill you. <laughs> That's, whoa, whoa. You just picked like the worst I did. joker. I did pick the worst <laughs> Oh my god. Good line. Worst movie. I was just thinking, this is gonna hurt a lot. <laughs> Which, no. If I'm doing my job correctly, it shouldn't hurt you at all. Shouldn't even know what's happening. Pretty much. I'm gonna steal your life's blood and you won't even know it. I'm going to be a professional mosquito. And you picked vampires. I'm Dracula. No, not really. See, vampire. Yeah, there you uh, go. See, Ooh. wow, it took you a while to get there. <laughs> the light's on now. You got there. Yeah, the light bulb came on. <laughs> you were late, but you got there. I'm going to need you to pull out your GPS. <laughs> oh, gosh. But no, um, obviously, I'm in the middle of that. The kids are about to come home in a couple of weeks. Well, actually, by the time this comes out, our children should be back home. So we're going to be back into back to school shit and all that. So we need a little bit of a break. But we made the decision that we are going to do re-releases of our most popular episodes to run the length of time. And they're going to be given with all new commentary. So basically it's going to be the same episode, but you're going to have additional footage at the beginning of the episode, basically talking about, does this film still hold up to us? How do we feel about it a year later? Um, yeah, it's not like a total re-record. We're just going to kind of give... What spot it placed on our countdown. Our, yeah, kind of our short segment at the beginning. Do we still feel the way about this movie that we did the first time? Because now it, everything's had some, some time to have a little, a little grass grow under it. And uh, now that, especially for me, since I've seen a lot more horror movies since we first started this, I may feel a little differently about some of these. Probably not, but it could happen. <laughs> so, yeah, even if you've heard the episode before, 
that'll be a fun bit to do, you know, that just gives us an opportunity to continue to be with you guys just, you know, in a less hands-on capacity. We're going to be like uh, Jason Mewes and uh, Clerks, where like every now and then they just pop in, say some weird shit and leave. <laughs> That's pretty much what we're going to do. Speaking of which, I'm really looking forward to Clerks 3. Okay. Yeah, I know you're not. If you say so. I, I do say so. Oh. <laughs> Silent Bob's my spirit animal. <laughs> But at any rate, that's going to wrap it up for this month's Pillow Talk. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for giving us a year to just sit and talk with each other for you guys. We love you. Love you guys. (laughs) Take care. Bye. Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby.